What up, internet? Welcome to Pop Culture To Do. Uh, we're a podcast. That's obvious. Yeah. I I did not start this great. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, we're 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 people. We we're going to be giving each other pop culture homework. We're going to tell each other what to watch, read, and listen to. Yep. I wrote this down and got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good, man. So basically, yeah, the gist of our show is each episode uh, will basically recommend each other like different things, either be it a TV show, movie, book, whatever, even music. And uh, for the episode that we discuss, basically we'll discuss it. And then at the end, we'll sort of recommend something that will fit in line with whatever movie TV show that we discuss. So today we're going to be discussing the film Sound of Metal, and then I'll give a recommendation after. Also, should we introduce who we are? That would be a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> we're just two strangers. You're never going to meet us anyway. So yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm Greg. And I'm Anthony. Uh, well, I'm a... <laughs> I'm a, uh, I'm a dude. Uh, basically, I'm an artist, uh, Montreal-based visual designer, uh, visual artist, and that's putting it very lavishly. I mean, basically what I do is I do a lot of uh, visual design work, a lot of visual arts work, and I'm currently in the process of working on my uh, first ever graphic novel, which is titled The Woods, and uh Basically, it's a, it's a thriller a story about uh, three friends who have a falling out. And that's all I'm going to say, because that's not what the podcast is about. And tell them about yourself, man. I suck. He doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You're being too nice, but whatever. Uh, I'm Greg. I don't, I don't know. I Should I, should I mention that I make YouTube videos that no one watches? You should absolutely say that you make YouTube videos. Uh, it, they're awesome. And, 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 and suck. I like that my brand, and this is the brand I'm going for, is that they are both good and bad at the same time. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know what? It, for some reason, that would just make a really excellent bumper sticker. <laughs> 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 and I'd like to think that that quality is already seeping into this podcast. <laughs> the podcast that's awesome and sucks at the same time. Great at multitasking. There we go. Hells yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, before we get into the movie, is there anything you want to talk about first? Uh, yeah. So before we jump into discussing uh, the film Sound of Metal... Uh, just a small thing, just a small tidbit that I came across in the, uh, I guess, the, um, the, the world of, of movies and entertainment was, I don't know if you actually heard about this, but A24 is going to be financing and producing Ari Aster's new film, which stars Walking uh, Phoenix. So that, that dynamic, I'm really, I'm really going to be pumped to, to check out because, uh, I don't know, I've always, I, I can't. Is it weird that I almost can't imagine Joaquin Phoenix to be in an Ari Aster film? I get what you're saying, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's it's Joaquin Phoenix. You know, like no one would have guessed him for her. Also true. Or that or Gus Joker. Van Sant movie. Yeah, anything. You know, like every yeah, time he... we think we figured him out. True, 
I, I I do consider him to be like a like he's just a, a big he's uh, like a super chameleon. I feel like no matter what role you try and stick like stick him in, he always like seamlessly fits in. You know, and it's 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 like very it's very like flawless. I would say even if the movie is no good, you you can almost bet that he will still be great. I agree. That's that's Joker for me. I think that movie's not very good and the discourse around it was even worse but he's really good he's excellent i i i'm, I'm a really big fan of the movie but i i understand if, if... you can be wrong yeah. okay well <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's not, so... that's not what this is about that's not what no this is about. <laughs> so yeah that was my news um is there anything it, oh... on what the movie is no, okay, I was going to say, so the title is called Disappointment Boulevard. And from what I remember hearing in like a prior interview, this was like during the circuit of like Midsommar, a lot of people obviously pegged Ari Aster already as like a horror uh, filmmaker, right? Mm -hmm. But but he avidly said that, now I don't know if this is going to be a horror movie, but he avidly stated that after Midsommar, he is not going to do a horror film. He's actually going to kind of deviate and do other stuff. I think he also wanted to do like a sci-fi, a romance. I think he also like wanted to tackle a, a, a musical. I might be making that last one up, but he did. <laughs> I hope did, not. <laughs> right? But no, he did want to make a sci-fi. This I remember. And I couldn't help but think of you. And I was like, yo, Ari Aster and sci-fi, that, that's like you and I put together, right? Yeah, seriously. It would be perfect. Oh, man. Like, I'm, I'm sold. Like, <laughs> I'm not as big a Midsommar fan as you are. Mm -hmm. I think Hereditary's better, but, like, that's apples and oranges. It's still a good movie, and he did a fantastic job. Like, yeah. he hasn't gotten to the point yet where I'm, I'll question seeing one of his movies. Like, I'll go, I'll go see what he makes next. Yeah, for sure. Me, me too. Especially if he's going to do something with Joaquin Phoenix, I'm definitely going to check oh, yeah. that out. Shit, man. What? Okay, hold on. Side note, and then we're <laughs> going to get into who is, and this goes for posthumously as well, who is an actor you'd like to see uh, uh, work under uh, Ari Aster's direction? That's a good question. If Okay. No, no genre yet, but just under his direction. You see, that's the problem too, is like, I want to be like, well, if it's this genre, get this person. But it's like, yeah, but do you really want to typecast a person in a genre because of other stuff? Yeah, it's tough. Especially if we know that he's going to be branching out. Mm -hmm. You know, it sucks because like, I feel like not counting, like if, if we could pick anyone, the answer to everyone's question of who should be acting in this, the question should always be Philip Seymour Hoffman. Get out because of my head, is, first of all. He is one of the best. And yeah. like, I'm also thinking about him because, you know, they work together on the master, uh, him and Joaquin Phoenix. Mm, yeah. But I've also just been thinking about him a lot lately. He was Dude. such a talent. Okay. He's, first of all, he's one of my top favorite actors uh, who was, who, you know, uh, in the business. Uh, I felt like he always chose, like, such interesting projects. And he always, like, the way he acted, his uh, performances I, I felt like he was he always gave such a an honest and raw like portrayal of 
like whatever character he was doing. And it's really funny because as soon as I asked you that, I was thinking I would love to see Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman working with Ari Aster. And, and I thought of that because we were, you know, talking about Walking Phoenix and of course The Master, which is uh, just like a phenomenal film uh, oh, in its so own great. right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh, we lost Norton. No, I'm still here. Uh, oh, no, I think the still... battery in my camera died. Ah, okay. So I'm going to turn off my thing then because that would be weird. Well, no, no, no. I'll leave it on. I'm going to switch it. Oh, okay, never mind. It'll be easier to talk if we can, you know, see each other. It's true. So yeah, that was my uh, highlight. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, small fun fact. <laughs> I watched the movie Unhinged two days ago and yeah. uh, it's... I I really didn't like it. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But what movie is that? Unhinged. It's it's the uh, the movie with um, Russell Crowe where he just he's completely bananas. He goes off the rails. And, oh, he's uh, unhinged. Yeah, <laughs> as the title <laughs> suggests. But yeah, uh, we'll discuss that in another podcast. I just wanted to uh, fill up a little bit of dead air. But yeah. All right. All right. So that'll bring us to our main topic for the episode: uh, the sound yes. of metal. Yes. Uh, came out uh, last year, 2020. Uh, stars Riz Ahmed. It's a fantastic film. Uh, Anthony and I and some of our other friends, we, we do this thing every year where we uh, talk about our top 10 movies of the year. And uh, this was the only... Uh, Anthony was the only person on uh, that. I am really messing up. It's all good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony was the only one who hadn't seen it. Yeah. And it's the kind of movie that we all know he would love. Mm. So we gave him a lot of shit for it. Yeah, rightfully so. Eh. <laughs> I went hard on purpose. I went hard yeah. to make sure you watched it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And then literally the day right after our top our top tens, I watched it. I rented it on YouTube and I watched it. And oh, my God. Absolute. Like and it's funny because I already had an established number one on my top on my top ten, uh, and so after I watched The Sound of Metal, I was like, "Shit! Now I have to move that number one down, and this will be my new the new number one." Yeah. <laughs> All good on your end? Yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. The I think my second battery was also dead. <laughs> <laughs> the backup needs a backup. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. You see, good but bad. This is the this is the quality I'm I'm striving for. <laughs> so wait, you're should I turn off the video too? No, no, leave it on. Yeah, okay. I'll make sure to not to try to not to speak if it looks like you're about to say something. Oh, uh, okay. All good. I'm also gonna maybe cut all this part out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. So what shall we discuss first? Because there's a lot to. I feel there's a lot to unpack with this. Well, first, like I just want to like, not getting into like spoilers or anything. First, like we will warning. Yeah. Yeah. But just, uh, just in general, what did you think about it? Like you said, it was your new top one, but why? Why? Um, well, because for me, um, for me, like music is one of those things that's just like literally always been there in my life. And um, 
and like it's weird though because i do always think about like how would like how would my life be and how would the world be had i lost that like really integral sense in my life especially the fact that i too am a drummer uh so there's a lot to this film that i could relate to um and it would be strange kind of you know trying to still play drums having lost my hearing but that's not that's not really and i guess we'll cover this in the spoilers but that's not that's kind of what the, the blanket uh surface uh summary of the movie is a drummer losing his hearing but there's so much beneath the surface that i felt was that really worked into the story so perfectly um because uh i did like that element of okay basically to 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 kind of wrap up my statement i love the fact that this musician lost something that requires him to be a musician and it's kind mm -hmm. of like shit what do i do now you know we we kind of like cuz being in his shoes what would we do you know like what would we do if if you know a, a painter lost his his painter arm you know it, it, like what what do you do now you kind of have to re-navigate life and find a new path but like what do you how do you do that if you've lost the ability to do the one thing uh, you you know how to do and i felt like the the I felt like the film not only asked that question uh and 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 I feel kind of answered it but it kind of asked a new question like well why don't you instead try to live and cope with the situation you're in now rather than just finding a new way out you know what i mean yeah i do and i think that's an interesting point you're making because in you know, life now, we're always sort of trying to get to the next thing, the next yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. And part of what the movie is saying is we should slow down. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, it's true. You know, like, I feel like it's weird, though, because, well, okay, I guess, yeah, this is kind of spoiler, too, so I'm not going to get into it yet. But I, I spoilers. do... Okay, so uh, we're going to be discussing spoiler spoilers now. Spoiler, spoiler warning. Okay. So what I really loved about the film is the fact that there's this underlying theme of codependency and that now, you know, like we had discussed before, Riz Ahmed is kind of shifting his addictions. You know, yeah. first it was drugs, then it was Olivia Cook, and it was music, but now he can't have music because he's, he's going deaf. So what is he going to shift to next? But mm -hmm. instead of reaching for that community, because, you know, in the film, he ends up kind of finding a, a, a deaf community who he could who who not who don't teach the prophecy of trying to fix uh your your uh you know your, your hearing impairment but 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 uh using it and and living with it you know and i thought that was such a, a beautiful theme for a community for for you know for for just in general like instead of we always try to like you were saying we always try to maybe like move on to the next thing or fix our problems but we never actually try to live with them and accept them you know and i felt like this film i felt like that there, there that was sort of this underlying message in the film that i felt was really beautiful 
Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And mm -hmm. the entire thesis of the movie gets summed up so well in that one scene where Riz Ahmed's character is uh, telling the guy who runs the uh, community for deaf people that he's leaving and he's asking him for for a loan. And he's like, I'll get, get it back to you. And, you know, it says what the movie is, what you're talking about, the idea of the community and the idea of him just being an addict who has moved from one thing to the next. Yeah. But it does it in such a nice way, I find. Like, it, it doesn't ever feel like it's preaching its message. No. If it's a real conversation. And that's what I love about the movie in general, not just what it's talking about, but the way it does. Yeah. It's very grounded. Supernatural. And it's something we've talked about prior, but, you know, conversations don't matter if they're not on the podcast, so I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Riz Ahmed's performance in this is so good, and we compared it, the idea of it to other actors who could have been in the role, bigger actors, bigger named actors. Yeah. And just, you know, like Leonardo DiCaprio, an actor we both love, would not <laughs> have given this kind of performance. He would have been bigger. He would have been more emotional. And while it would have been a good performance, I don't think it's what this movie could have done. And it shows that how important casting is. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. I'm actually going to ask you this. Do you think that do you think that certain actors fit only within a certain film environment? Like like could you ever see Leonardo DiCaprio as big as he is as A-lister as he is? Could you ever see him in a smaller film to the pedigree of uh, Sound of Metal? You know, like would he fit in that sort of environment? I'm not sure, you know? Me neither. I think he's, he's a very talented actor, but he has certain things that he leans on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's not to discount him and say like, oh, that's all he is. But that's all we've seen of him. Yeah. You know? I like to hope that he has the range to be able to hit other stuff, but not every actor does, you know? And that's yeah. the importance of casting is finding the right person. You know, some people could have can can hit lots of different stuff and you know leo has done very sensitive stuff as well yeah but at the same time you know i don't want to just see leo and everything i want to see riz ahmed give one of the most touching performances i've seen all year one yeah. of the most touching performances i've seen like yeah it's true man like like uh, i know i've probably mentioned it but um it's funny because as soon, not even like as soon as the film starts, because we start on Riz, right? He's the first person we see. He's the last person we see. And I'm never once seeing Riz. I'm only seeing uh, uh, Ruben, mm -hmm. uh, which is his character. And um, and that alone, like obviously, you know, he 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 looks a bit different. He has his uh, his wardrobe, his his aesthetic, but but. Um, Sometimes in certain performances, you could still see through the aesthetic and you still happen to see the actor. But in this case, I, I didn't see the actor at all. I only saw Ruben. And, and, and I feel like 
there are though it's so it's so funny because there are scenes in the movie where he he freaks out you know like there's the there's the scene where um joe the the runner of the community sort of tells him to sort of segregate off into this room and to write to write down stuff on a paper to write 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 you know and the first time we see him doing this you can tell like obviously this is this is all entirely new territory for him and he just he's as he's writing he just has these small little bursts of 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 rage you know like ah ah you know and it, it's just like you see any like if, if leo did that again no disrespect to him we love him but if he did that i think those bursts would have been longer and they would have been bigger uh, yeah exactly much bigger but because the confines of the film and because of the way riz approached the role i love those those small little like bursts of like he's angry but there's nothing he could do you know he's angry but again there's nothing he could do he's in this and he's stuck and and you could see that in those in those short bursts of of rage that he's he's freaking out you know and i, I love it absolutely and uh riz ahmed does something in this movie and it's something that i'm starting to look at in his prior performances mm-hmm. that not a ton of actors do as well as he does uh jake gyllenhaal is someone who really does this it's the use of his eyes i knew you're gonna say that it's it's a subtle thing that makes a huge difference when you're actually when you actually start paying attention to it absolutely and it's funny you mentioned jake gyllenhaal because uh they, they work together in nightcrawler mm-hmm. um which is my uh introduction to riz Ahmed. and i i knew that this guy was gonna he was gonna be big same yeah yeah um but yes i i completely agree with you he's very uh well he's very like visually performative but i i definitely see what you mean by his eyes and you can actually notice that a lot when you watch the mini series he was in uh the night of so good recommended for anyone who hasn't seen it yeah terrific terrific mini series um very 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 good um and also, I'd like to just point out, I found the night of to be kind of like a writer's dream. I love the dialogue and the mm. spaces of like silence. But that aside, uh, in his performance, you can see like when he's, oh shit, I don't know if anyone has seen it because I will be kind of, okay, anyway, kind of spoilers ahead. I'm going to be mentioning spoilers. Um, before the murder happens, we see as he's, you know, into the, the, the police station his eyes are very wide and he looks like a child who's who's kind of been wrongfully accused of something but by the end of the whole series you know after he's been through the prison system and and all of that his eyes are a little more closed as if he's adjusted but like someone who doesn't deserve any of this you know but he's still he's adjusted through it all and you could see all in his eyes even though obviously he his physicality changes as well, but I feel like it's, you see it a lot in his eyes and I, it's, it's a perfect performance. That's the thing. And like, like looking at his career and I haven't seen everything he's done, but just, you know, Nightcrawler, Sound of Metal, The Night Of, it's just a fantastic string of work. Already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, hold on. Actually, I'm going to, what else is he? Never mind. I won't do that now. But yeah. Um, I, I love um and not wait not to be uh 
I know obviously Rizamet is the huge star of the show, but I do also like the spots that we see Olivia Cook. She's very, very good in this as well. Um, oh yeah. I, yeah, she's very, very good. But obviously we spend a lot more time with a Rizamed and, and um, it's really weird because the recommendation I'm going to give later on has to do with loss, but of a, of a different nature. Um, and because here it's like we're dealing with a physical loss and, and it's, it's so funny because as soon as he starts losing his hearing, and he, he immediately, the whole, like the whole motive of the film, the whole storyline is for him to make enough money to pay for a cochlear implant, which, uh, you know, for anyone who, who might not know, is a, 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 an earplant, uh, an implant that goes hooked up to your ear uh, and it, it helps sort of uh, transmit uh, noises or, or sounds that helps you, uh, helps anyone who's hearing impaired to hear a little bit more but it it doesn't fully restore your hearing which is what ruben thinks you know yeah and no one re like he it's not well communicated to him either like yes yeah he's told that things won't be the same but not to the to the understanding you know because when it gets to that point in the movie like, and this is one thing that I love about the movie as well is the sound design after oh. his, like just in general, like the, the use of silence and whatnot is great. But mm -hmm. then just the work they did with the effect of it for when he, he gets the implant in yeah, is fantastic. And it's really just very aggressive and very noisy and very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a broken radio, you know? Yeah, and no one told him that that would happen. No, no one, exactly. No one ever fully, like, described what the effect would be and what it would sound like. They just said, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a fix all solution. It will help, but it will not fix the problem, you know? But he didn't, like, he, he kind of, he, he, he just kind of, you know, Oh, okay. I'm gonna get hearing back. So this is my this is my destination now. This is my path. This is what I have to do. You know. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was I thought it was. It, it's so like it's so sad though because you know after he gets it and it's not what he wanted. It's not what he expected. It's kind of like, well, shit. Now like what? Now I have this and I, I'm stuck with it. Just like my loss of hearing. You know, it's another thing that I, I've tried to move on to. And it, you know, like you said, it's like a, like he's kind of like shifting from one thing to the next, you know, and uh, yeah. And then at the end, just when he sits down on that bench and he takes them out and he just sits in the silence and it's the first time he's really just sat, you know, which is what he was being asked to do with the writing was yeah. to just feel what he's feeling go through what he's going through mm -hmm. yeah and it took him the entire movie to get to that it's true and yeah yeah it, it's funny though because it, it's it's like he's kind of finally like you said like he's he's because he takes out the 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 cochlear implant so it's kind of like he's finally coming to terms with with his his scenario his, his situation 
and uh and and i remember our our good friend uh wendell mentioned that this was uh this movie contained one of the best book ends of the year and i have to agree with that because we were we start with riz uh with ruben surrounded by noise and then we end with ruben surrounded by silence and it's mm-hmm. such it's such a uh like a, a it's just a, such a huge change like like that is like the true essence of a journey in a sense because you know we followed this person and they're not the same you know there's a clear even his visual like his look because okay for anyone who doesn't who might not know or whatever he's kind of like he's he's you know he's he's a he's a punk he has bleach blonde hair he has like tats everywhere uh tattoos everywhere he's got tattered clothing but by the end he's kind of like this different person altogether you know yeah and to to add on to what you're saying with uh with the the idea of like the acting in the eyes when you watch the opening shot you know and you know his his shoulders are down and you it feels like a, a place of zen in all this noise but if you look at his eyes they're very intense yeah and then you watch the last scene and you can see an attempt at finding calm that you don't see in the beginning scene that sort of adds to that book ending yeah so good it's it's, uh please go anyone who didn't see it we even though we spoiled it, it it doesn't matter there's still so much to uncover like i saw it once so it's obviously not going to be the only time i'm going to go watch it again because i feel like that that's the type of movie that you don't you you don't catch everything at the first Mm -hmm. the first view you just you can't you know and uh onto the point by the way onto your your point of the sound design i feel like that's you know because we have like two main characters we have olivia cook and and uh riz ahmed but i feel like the sound design is also a third character like the the mm-hmm. it, it, it's like a third component and it's it's because the sound design is truly genius in this film from when he starts to lose his hearing from when he gets the implant it's it's literally perfect it's amazing yeah yeah no for sure i also want to bring up a a bit because uh you and i are both big fans of uh derek scene friends yeah, yeah. And this was originally a movie that he was going to make. Yeah. Uh, he was going to make it uh, with the actual uh, band uh, Jucifer. Great band. Yeah, and he, he was working on it for a good chunk of time. And then, you know, just because of other stuff that he had, other projects, other, you know, life things, he yeah. couldn't uh, make that movie in the way he wanted successfully. And he mm-hmm. gave it to his uh, co-writer from The Place Beyond the Pines, yeah and yeah. i just want wanted to get your thoughts on just like what do you think the movie would have been had derek c in france made it like how do you feel what do you think it'd be better worse what like just in general what are your thoughts i don't i don't i i, I I don't know if it, I don't know if I could answer if it would be better or worse. I know for a fact it would be wildly different. And that's considering mm-hmm. this is, you know, the guy who made The Sound of Metal is someone who's worked with C in France. And, and 
the styles are kind like the 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 visual style and language is a little is similar because obviously they work together but i know for a fact that cyan france would make it different you know not to say that this film had no atmosphere because it did but you could see there's always there's always a moody atmosphere in um like uh, blue valentine and in place beyond the pines and i feel like that would play into the film a little bit more because if, if you look at like movies like the place beyond the pines which is my favorite of his um uh so good so uh, good yeah uh breathtaking and, and by the way I, I just have to say like it's so funny how uh, ryan gosling's character uh luke looks a lot like reuben uh yeah like yeah. it, it's too much to just be a coincidence and yeah yeah but it's weird. I, I don't yeah it, it is is such a striking similarity but it never once kind of made me like oh no i don't like this i i loved it i don't care i i love it i love it on gosling i love it on rube on on riz ahmed it works for me not a not a point of issue but i do think that to be honest it would be different because i don't I mean, again even the, the, just the fact that he was going to use a real band already the dynamic would be way different you know because mm-hmm. i do think that even if even if there's obviously there's musicians who act you know they're like you know that it's a thing but this band who are relatively underground have no experience in acting they're just musicians so already that would add this un, like an extra layer of super like hyper realism because because i feel like cian francis movies i feel like his characters exist beyond the movie and and it's it's weird because it feels like you're never really watching a movie it feels like you're a fly on the wall watching these things happen you know and i feel like that's how that's how sound of metal would be or i think his his title was metalhead i don't yeah. remember yeah metalhead uh, i think that's how it would be because i feel like maybe the 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 banter or whatever between the both musicians and jucifer would feel a lot more like like realistic and maybe unscripted and that's not to say that there's no realism in sound of metal because it's dripping with realism and and a grounded atmosphere but at the end of the day rizamed and olivia cook are uh are are actors and cian france wanted to use actual musicians in a real band so already i feel like that would be a super difference in performances and even just the way like the concert uh the concerts would be on film you know and the energy i think it, it would just have a different feel if any of that makes sense it does and i feel the same way i honestly like it's kind of a weird thing to say as such a big fan of derek c in france but i don't think his movie would have been this good i ha- i I, ha- i i it's so weird because i i do a part of me does agree with you because i'm a super fan of his i love his movies but sound of metal like is is literally flawless on its own like it it mm-hmm. it it doesn't need to be reworked and i'm i'm more than happy with how with the product that we got yeah and you know uh, the point you were making about uh seeing francis film sort of feeling kind of like a fly on the wall 
and he did uh, for a long time before he was able to get funding to make Blue Valentine. He made documentary work, uh, documentary films, like for money. Like people would be like, "Hey, we need you to go and film and cut together this," and he'd go do it. That makes sense. And I think he would have brought that. Like he, you can feel that in all of his movies in some way or another. But I yeah. feel like it would have been turned up a lot in Sound of Metal. Like I feel like he would have just made a fictional documentary. Yeah. And I don't think that would have been bad, but it would have been very different. And just between that and you know, like this this movie is like we we've talked it, about it so much already. It's Riz Ahmed. It is Riz Ahmed giving I, I, I would like to say the best performance of his career, but maybe not because he's that good and has given us that much good stuff already. And I, I don't think I don't think a, a real band, no matter how good, like it would have been really interesting to see Jusifer do it, but it wouldn't yeah. have been on a performance level half as good. I agree. I agree. You know, because I, I, just, I just feel like this is a role that you... you as, as interesting as it would be to give it to real musicians, mm-hmm. I feel like this this kind of a role, and as again, as interesting to give this role to a musician, you know, a professional musician, I just feel like it works better with an actor, you know? Exactly. Just, and Yeah. Yeah, and w- without a real actor, it wouldn't have been the same. You know, no. it would have been a different movie altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Like I kind of wish we could see his version just to be able to one to one compare them. Yeah, you me know? too. Yeah, and I do wonder if he's ever going to kind of make his own version in the future. But I do know also I think cuz you mentioned uh working around Jusifer's tour schedule must have been a nightmare, you know, and problematic and just very conflicting, you know, he has his own schedule they have theirs, so at the end of the day I don't even know if it would be feasible. But Maybe somewhere down the line, it will happen. He'll make his movie. You know, we don't know. But I feel at this point, it's like also, yes, that would be cool. But also, we already have Sound of Metal. Like, just go make somebody else. You know? Yeah. yeah. And like, he's got a whole bunch of stuff in development. So it's like, yeah, no, give us the new stuff. Don't give us what we've seen. Exactly. But it's just yeah. sort of like, you know, uh, my brain doesn't turn off. I'm always thinking about movies and TV shows and stuff. So Same. it's just like, like, oh, what would it have been? You know, I'd like yeah. to have seen both. Yeah, I would. I would. But it's also really cool to, to give this this newcomer, because uh, I think this is his first directorial uh, yep. film, right? Yeah. So it's really cool that this guy was kind of given the the kind of passed down the torch from his from his colleague like here i have this that i've been working on tirelessly but i can't do it so make this yours and i find that like there's something so cool about that you know yeah i i do appreciate that as well you know and darius martyr is that his name uh he did a great job directing it yeah uh yeah well yeah that that was him that it is that is his name yeah uh, he did a fantastic job directing it, um, and uh, I think it, it's uh, oh man, it was so good. It's such a good movie because it it kind of really does make you question though, like what what happens if the one thing like that you've been so passionate about your whole life, like what happens if you lose that capability of doing that thing? Like what mm-hmm. what do you do? 
you know, and even though the film also has other things on its mind, like codependency, addiction, uh, I do feel like uh, a huge aspect of the film is what do you do when your ability to do this one thing has been taken away? Like, is there, like, how do you accept that? How, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's so good. Terrific. Absolutely amazing film. You gotta watch it. Uh, sh- uh, do we have any more points to say? I don't really. I also did not take very good notes of what I want to talk about. I took no notes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I but it's just, that's okay. I, I I feel like we've really covered a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Well, I, I mentioned it before, but I love the the atmosphere of this film. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I I know that obviously some like i know like obviously there are films in certain genres that really rely on on well-established rich atmosphere mm-hmm. like obviously when i think of for me when somebody asks me uh what what makes a great horror film atmosphere without even questioning yeah. but that's not what makes a great horror film for me what makes a great movie is atmosphere you know, the, this world has to be lived in. It has to feel like it's real. It has to feel like it, it like it exists. Every component, it, it it can't just exist for this movie. And then when I turn off the movie, the movie's over, and then the world is over. For me, this film, The Sound of Metal, everything. I feel like all I I feel like the movie is just like a small snippet of this this grander world. And these characters, mm-hmm. they're not gonna they're not gonna just. Uh, uh, dissipate when I turn off the movie. I feel like after the movie has ended, Rizamed is going to continue on with his life. Like these characters, they're real, you know. And I, I think that is such a strong point of this film. Yeah, and you know, we've been making the comparison a lot with a well, not a lot, but some with a Place Beyond the Pines, which yeah. is a movie both of us adore. Oh, uh, yeah, and you know. It's one of those movies that I think about a lot because of how it makes you feel. And I remember, and you know, I've I've talked to you about this a bunch. When we saw it in theaters, our friend Matt was sitting next to me, and yeah. the the credits started rolling, and he just sort of like got into a little bit of a ball and fell into my lap. And he was just like, "We need to make movies," because it just made him feel so intensely. Yeah. And that's one thing, like you know, like we're in a global pandemic. So we couldn't have, but it would have been really great to have seen this movie with people to share that emotional and atmospheric uh, experience. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's really the only downside to, to this. Like, I would have, like, I would have really loved to watch these, this movie with you guys in, in, in a theater, yeah. you know? I think it would have been so, like, can, like obviously watching it in your, in your, uh, your living room with the sound design is, is great, obviously. But can you imagine that in a theater where like it's so like where the sound is louder, the volume is louder, but you still have all of those weird effects of, of Rizamed losing his hearing and getting the implant. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that in the setting of a theater? Yeah, just you know? the depth <laughs> it would have had, yeah. Yeah, it would have been oh, it would have been amazing. Amazing. Oh. But yeah, also go watch Place Beyond the Pines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I feel I feel like that's like I know uh, part of our thing was like we want to like suggest a movie that would pair well with it, and you've prepared one for that. But yeah. also like Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah, 
Uh, I'm going to suggest that every episode of this podcast, Place Beyond uh, the Pines. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because it's a fantastic <laughs> film. And it's obviously by uh, Derek C. N. France, who originally was going to uh, uh, do this uh, story. But uh, yeah, um, if, if, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead with my recommendation. And, yeah, go uh, for it. Okay. Oh, uh, just one last thing I want to point yeah. out. I just want Dude. to mention before yeah. I forget. The guy who played Joe, Paul Racy, Ratchy, yeah. I don't know. I've never heard it out loud. I'm reading it off my phone right now. Yeah. It's fantastic. He was fantastic. I've never seen him in anything before and just Is he an actor? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Also yeah. not deaf. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was reading about him. Uh, both his parents are deaf, so he grew up with with sign language and the deaf community. So I think that really added a lot to his performance, but he was Oh yeah, no, he was like, He doesn't have any big moments in mm-hmm. the same way that like Riz Ahmed does but his he he's he's like he's like Olivia Cook in the movie where you know they just have these little moments that are they're performed so well oh my you know? God. yeah I know he was he was he was brilliant in his role I would I would kind of maybe well I don't know if you could consider it a moment like a big moment but I would argue that his his moment would be when he's telling Riz we think of of of, of uh, hearing impairment not as something to be fixed, but something to to work with and live with. Mm-hmm. You know, because you could tell that there was so much emotion behind like his eyes when he was like telling this. Like, you know, he's tra- he was he's been trying to help Riz cope with this, and we think that Riz has finally adjusted and 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 come to terms with it. And then we kind of get this one eighty, like, no, he actually got the implant. And we kind of mm. feel what Joe feels, you know? Yeah, and that's uh, that's another thing that uh, I was thinking about. And then before we started recording and then completely forgot about, so I'm glad you touched on it, is the idea that having a physical disability or a mental disability or any kind of disability doesn't have to be a negative. It just has to be a difference. Yeah, yeah. Like, and... um. I, I yeah I, I and I feel that that's it's I feel like that was a really big message in this movie you know mm-hmm. and I, I think that's a, what no I said mm-hmm. oh so, <laughs> and I was gonna say like I find that I find that so beautiful because this community like again like I'm gonna bring it back to this community like they're all trying to cope like and not really trying like they're they're doing great you know they're coping and they're they've they've found their 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 place and they're and happy they're, they're happy they're, and, and it's all these it's like and you're almost like saying like riz like this is this is what you've been needing like mm-hmm. y- you know like just these are this is your community this is your place you know but he's so deterrent he's so determined to like no I have to do this i have to continue being a musician i have to continue being with olivia cook i have to continue my path but it's like it's like sometimes like to get on the right track you have to get derailed you know yeah and i think that's i think that the the movie is 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 actually like delivering such a positive message and i i love it for that absolutely it's that's the thing this movie says so much but it doesn't make a show of it like it's not trying to be ah oh, and this is this and this is that and that's sort of what I'm talking about when I mentioned like the character Joe didn't have a moment. It didn't have, he didn't have the big Oscar Beatty look at me moment. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. His moments yeah. were all just, I'm a real man 
giving you realness. Yeah. And it's funny because even with Riza Mids, like, because he has freakouts, obviously, but they're not showy. They're they're mm-hmm. very like they're I feel like they're the way like we would freak out if we were exactly in his position. Oh yeah. He very carefully and so you can tell it's very deliberate because he's such a good actor. Mm. He he brought himself up to a seven when most actors would go to the ten. Yeah. They would do that Oscar Beatty, you know, moment. And he yeah. and he went for realness in the same way that he goes for such realness in his other performances and why he's so good and underrated is because he's giving this these amazing real performances yeah. that aren't flashy trying to give you he doesn't have like oh here's the clip that they're going to play when he wins the oscar exactly and but i feel like he he should he should um side note i think he was actually nominated for a golden globe but uh in any case i mean i i think um i i really hope like this helps like this gets him more roles like i would love to see him in in another role that's very much grounded like this one Mm-hmm. But again, like he always brings an element of realness and, and natural groundedness to his role. So it's like, that doesn't even matter what place you put him in. He's always going to make the character feel like a real human. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you have a suggestion. Yeah. So uh, I think I was, uh, after thinking long and hard about this. Um, so like I said before, this film, Sound of Metal, deals with a physical loss. The film I'm recommending actually deals with a tragic loss. And I'm not spoiling anything. This is in the uh, synopsis of the film. The film is called Metalhead. It's an Icelandic film that I believe you can find on Shudder. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But this is where, that's where I watched it. It's a very amazing movie about a, a, a girl who loses her brother. Her brother was into metal music. And so she uses metal music and metal culture in a way to cope with the loss and seek connection to her lost brother. And it's kind of the only thing that keeps him around. I really, I highly suggest it. I really recommend it. It's a great movie, super atmospheric. And it's another kind of one of those things like uh, of, of how, what do we look for to cope with something? And do we need to, you know, do we, how do we find our community? How do we find our place, you know? So yeah, I highly recommend it. Right on. Yeah. Uh, Metalhead. Yeah, Metalhead. It's an Icelandic film. For some reason, it's on Shutter. It's it's not a horror movie. Yeah, but they 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 sometimes branch out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They do. Uh, I don't know if it's still on Shutter though, but I I assume it might be easy to find on the internet or on YouTube now. You can rent movies on mm-hmm. YouTube. Well, I'm just gonna try to use your Shutter account because. And that's fine. Th- this <laughs> is the world we live in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could just give you my information and you can watch it. Hopefully, it's still on there though. But uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. Right on, right on. All right. Anything else about Sound of Metal? Uh, it's a really, really great movie. Watch it, period. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got to say, yeah. <laughs> before we uh, before we wrap this up, is there anything else you've been... Oops. <laughs> That's staying in. That, that cannot be edited out. <laughs> sorry listeners who are using headphones yeah but also it's good but it's bad that's my brand <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the inside of norton's throat <laughs> <laughs> but yeah is there anything else good lately that you've been watching or reading or listening to or looking at you know see a real mm-hmm. nice painting lately <laughs> uh well, the one behind me is amazing. Uh, it's done by my fiance, Melina Vera J. You can find her on Instagram. But uh, no, um, recently what I, I finished rewatching was uh, I'm a huge fan of the TV show 
uh, The Sinner. For anyone who hasn't watched it uh, or know what it is, it's basically kind of an anthology series. Um, there's three seasons now. It's all, they're all sorry. Welcome to the inside of my throat. Uh, they're all on Netflix now, uh, and they're kind of like they're crime thrillers, uh, each and every one of them. And it's not so much a who done it; it's more of a why done it, which I find brilliant. That's really it's uh, the the show's um, tagline, and each each season is is a different case, but it's always the same detective played really um, like just brilliantly by Bill Pullman. Uh, it's it's always him kind of discovering these cases and figuring them out, but they're all different cases all different actors i really really suggest uh i really really recommend it i rewatched season three because it's it's so good so so good cool yeah what about you no nah, i haven't watched anything oh. <laughs> that's all good <laughs> like actually like for someone who is such a big fan of movies and tv i have not watched a single show or movie all week how come i don't know i've just been editing videos oh yeah yeah that's true yeah yeah well, you can rewatch the Nick because it's amazing. But I have your yeah. season two, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to get that back because my partner, Sam, she just finished rewatching season one after you yeah. got that back to us. So I'm sure she'd love to watch season two again. Absolutely. I have to get it back to you. Watch the Nick also, side note. Yeah. One of your, if not your favorite show. One of, for, for sure, yeah. One of, yeah. And, and for good reason. It's absolutely fantastic. But again, we'll cover that on another podcast episode. I'd, I'd love to dedicate a whole episode to to uh, the Nick. I'd love to dedicate one to the Nick. I'd have to rewatch it first. Also, just a top TV show episode. That'd be cool. Yes. Like we both come up with some tops. Oh my God, I would love to do that. And we're saying it on record. So uh, and now we have to do to it. Hold us, hold us to it. Yeah, we're, we're going to do it. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do it right now, but not really. Not really. No, because I'm hungry and Norton has stuff. He has a video to finish editing. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So how about we plug our places where you can find us? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. You go okay. First. Oh. Oh. Okay. So uh, you can find me faster. at. Do it faster. Oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Anthony with Teeth, and you can find my sexy cohort. You. <laughs> where can yeah, I find you? Oh, oh, you were. I, for some reason, the way you were saying that, I thought you were just going to keep mentioning me. <laughs> You can, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. You can watch my videos on YouTube. I'm the Greg Norton everywhere. Yeah. Because branding is important. Very important. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. You'll see yeah. pictures of my cats. Uh, yeah. Follow They're me really on adorable. Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. You'll get lukewarm takes about Star Wars and RPGs because I love tabletop role-playing games. Yeah. And uh, watch my videos if you like this. Or if you don't, I don't really care. Just watch them. Yeah, they're they're really really great. Go check them out. Uh, but also, the this podcast is also on Twitter as of very recently. It hasn't posted anything yet because we haven't recorded an episode yet. But it will have posted because you're listening to this in the future. You can follow that on Twitter at Pop Culture To Do. Yeah, all one word. I think I should have written this down. <laughs> we'll find we'll find out after. <laughs> yeah, amazing. All right. So yeah, that, that's uh, I, it. Yeah. yeah, I think that wraps up our first ever uh, episode of Pop Culture To Do. Be sure to check out this episode and we keep, uh, we record, wait, when do we, I know we record every weekend or every second weekend? Every weekend. Every weekend. But when do we post? Uh, let's say Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Okay. And decide till just now, but yeah, new episodes right. every Tuesday. 
Okay, new episodes every Tuesday. Uh, should that change? We're obviously going to mention it. But as or of not. now, or not, we're just going to have to figure it out on your own. I mean, if you're a true fan, you'll follow us, you know? <laughs> Only real fans know when we skip weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been three weeks. They haven't posted anything, you know. <laughs> Unfollow. Unfollow. Unsubscribe. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That about wraps this up. It's been fun chatting with you, and hopefully you guys enjoy this. Oh. And if you don't, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. Just keep listening. Just yeah. put us, if you liked us, suggest us to your friends. If you don't like us, suggest us to your enemies. Yes. And we're okay with being friends with your enemies. <laughs> yeah, we'll be frenemies. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's what, yeah, what people yeah, do now. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you in the future. Yeah, take care. You too, man. Bye-bye. Peace. Peace.